It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio and happily a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, special guest Sarah Brooks shares with us about The Wonderful Way You Are, her children's book celebrating children with special needs. It's also Movie Monday. We've got a Who Said It quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts, and more. But first, today is Monday, October 19th, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today is... National New Friends Day, a day to make room for the new connections in your life. I feel like when you reach a certain age... You don't need new friends? You just kind of stop caring about <laughs> making new friends, you know? Like, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not actively searching for new friends. You That's know what I mean? fair. And, like, in, in school, in middle school, I remember the way I made friends was I would find a group of people who were already friends, and then I'd just kind of force my way into conversations every now and then when they're standing around and suddenly I'm part of the conversation and hey I'm just going to walk where y'all walk and that's how it always worked. That's not what you did <laughs> you gave Bubba a dollar every day. That's true. Bubba I bought <laughs> Bubba I bought as a friend. That's true but what you need a dollar? Okay. Buy, buy your chimichanga there you go. Matt's mom gives him a dollar every morning and my he's like no mom a, I need two dollars please gave, two dollars. My mom dollars. gave me three dollars every day and I really only needed two two would buy me a, a gigantic corn dog and a big old zebra cake that's what i would eat and i'd have that extra dollar i'm like there you go get your chimichanga because bubba never had no money <laughs> he had my money that's what he had <laughs> and you had your friend <laughs> and, he had, and he had all the intentions of paying me back and uh nah never did <laughs> So, but that's okay. if he had to pay you back, <laughs> <laughs> what what would that be? Um, it's also National Evaluate Your Life Day. Mm. What has your life become? <laughs> <laughs> that's a dangerous day. <laughs> you know, that's a fact. <laughs> especially this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> especially this year. It's just like, what is life yeah. anyway these days? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, a, not a good one. I'm going to skip that holiday. <laughs> How's uh, how's your week been, Mo? Oh gosh, it's been. <laughs> it's been a it's been a whole week. It's been so. It started out really great because last Friday, am I saying that right? Last Friday was the start of fall break, and it went through Monday. Yeah. So Monday or two Fridays ago. Two I guess. Fridays ago, mm-hmm. yeah. Two Fridays ago was the start of fall break. Went, went through, through last Columbus Monday. Day. Or Indigenous People's Day, whichever you prefer. So, you know, got to have a day at home. The kids and Chris and I literally watched movies all day, stayed in pajamas, ordered food, and that was it. (laughs) That sounds like a great day. It was an amazing day. That's the day to evaluate your life. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was an amazing Life day. Life is good. Um, went to school the next day. My lead teacher was not feeling well, so she didn't come in. So I worked at the school by myself she that day. COVID. Um, Wednesday, of course, is a cleaning day for all the districts. So Does work from she home. have the COVID? And on Thursday, <laughs> I went into the school building for half the day and was told that I needed to go home because I have been exposed. Yay! So Friday, no, Thursday. Ooh, ooh. Thursday um, had me go to bovina which is where i actually go to the doctor out in bovina okay um and they do the rapid testing thank the lord yeah i'm glad you got to that part of the story because i'm sitting here thinking wait mo we already went through this last time i know so you got me possibly exposed and freaking everybody out all of a sudden matt is like leaning (laughs) as far from me as he possibly can facial openings way over here while still being in the microphone no so it was exactly six days after what my exposure to her would have been Mm. so that's the perfect time to get tested they say that if you are asymptomatic within five to seven days that's when you want to get tested because if you are positive it will definitely show Mm, okay um so I got to have the whole brain tickler done, which I'm just going to go on record right now and say it does not hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, Deidre didn't think it hurted either. Hurted. Hurt either. <laughs> <laughs> Deidre didn't think it hurted either. Okay, but we also heard last week in our back row rewind how Deidre has like a very high pain tolerance. She does. Apparently. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. With the, with the tattoo. Uh-huh. Didn't, feels like someone's drawing on me with a marker. <laughs> That's exactly how Deidre sounds. <laughs> That's not typically how she sounds ever, but in that moment, that is That's exactly how, how she sounded. <laughs> it's no big deal. I don't know why yeah, you guys I guess. cried. Was Chris crying in there? <laughs> um, but I, so I, of course, am I'm freaking out. I'm going to get in a lot I... of trouble, by the way. <laughs> you are going to get in trouble. Um, I have a very low pain tolerance i shouldn't say very i don't have a high pain tolerance but (laughs) i'm also not a terribly big weenie um but i went into the doctor of course hearing all the horror stories how it's awful it feel it hurts this and that blah 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 your brain yes this and that the q-tip is so long it's like a a foot foot long long. (laughs) and it all goes in your head yes Yep. So thankfully, the um, nurse practitioner, whoever, who, you know, takes your temperature, does your blood pressure, everything. She was already joking with me, made me feel really comfortable. So I asked her, is it is there another test that I could take? Can I do the throat swap or does it have to be the brain tickler? And she was like, no, if you want the 15 minute rapid, we have to do the brain. And I was like, "Okay, great. Um, And then I asked her, well, does it hurt? Does it really hurt like everybody says? And she's like, no, not really. And I said, have you had it done? And she said, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, great, thanks. But I'm here to reassure you. (laughs) So anyway, she What's she going to say? Oh, it's a mother. Yeah, right? (laughs) Grip tight on that chair because you got a ride coming. (laughs) So she did advise me to squeeze my nostrils together, kind of move them around so that it would create snot. Within my nose so that it wasn't a dry Q-tip going up into a dry nostril. Gotcha. So 
that a helped. Fun, it was a fun conversation. Yeah, right? It helped. But it didn't hurt. That's good. It didn't hurt. It tickles. Honestly, it, it just feels like somebody's tickling you and your On natural the inside instinct, of your head. <laughs> right. But your natural instinct when you're being tickled is to jerk away. Right. And you can't jerk away in this moment. So that was the worst and that part might be all. the problem is people might be jerking away. I'm sure. And then it'll hurt. Then it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. That's your fault. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so I'm negative for COVID. That's good. Thank you. I, I don't, I don't have COVID. So. um yeah, it's 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 hitting a few people at our church. Oh yeah. Uh, well, their families anyway, and now we're waiting on their tests. Oh yeah. So that's fun. So you could also be exposing me. It's, well, I didn't have any direct contact with the people in question, but they were here on Sunday. So I mean, there is a weird off chance that. I touched something that they breathed on, uh-huh, but yeah. I have no idea. If hmm. I don't go up to, you know, I don't go up and talk to anybody. <laughs> I stay in my little sound booth this is true. This is and true. I mind my business, mind my business. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit more on Tuesday, but I think it's getting to the point where we're just all going to get it. We're all going to we get it. It's just, there's no way around it. But I have to say, I thought that I had it way back in February when we went on our cruise. Hmm. way back then because i was like deathly sick on our cruise and so i know that nobody knows whether you can have it a second time you know there's back and forth as to whether if you've had it once then you've got an immunity to it blah 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 but the fact that i didn't get it two weeks ago just kind of reaffirms for me that maybe you already had it probably already had it and i've got an immunity and my immune system is pretty strong so I kicked COVID. Speaking of uh, people kicking COVID, um, did you happen to see President Trump's rally? No. Uh, I think it was on Wednesday. No. He had the funniest uh, just moment about that. He's all, he's talking about how he just got, you know, got he's gotten word now, you know, he's clean, he's free and clear, he's not contagious, he can't catch it again. He's immune now. He goes, I'm immune. It's like having a superpower. I got to walk down in that crowd right now, kiss everybody in there. I'll kiss the ladies and the fellas. Look at that guy. I'll kiss him. I might not like it, but I'll kiss him anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole thing about how he's he's got he's doesn't have to wear a mask anymore doesn't have to put a shield around him anymore he's protected and nobody can catch it from him anymore it's like having a superpower hey. i'm like hey yeah i mean that would be the upside if we that, get it and yeah. survive just fine then we're like superpowers we're yeah, invincible we're at that heroes. point we got the we caught the uh, super mario star heck yeah nobody can touch us listen <laughs> matt i made a big mistake this past week uh great what was that so i like did that whole text vote to this number <laughs> and i've been getting like, <laughs> the worst text messages from what's supposed to be don jr <laughs> the whole time like you have not voted yet. Why have you not voted? <laughs> Just like shame. Are you watching my father on the town hall meeting tonight? He's killing it right now. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> like these text messages. I didn't. I didn't just- know what I was signing up for. Is it literally just Don Jr. on his couch at home? <laughs> hey, what up? You watching this thing or what? Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So 
I'm a little bit bitter right now. Hey, you know, I checked your voting history. I see you haven't yeah. done it yet. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm going to send you a ballot. Oh, gosh. Yep. What are you doing later? <laughs> Listen here, Don. <laughs> You're overstepping some boundaries here, Don Jr. My goodness. Not how this was supposed to work. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, my. All right. Well, <laughs> let's take a break here. When we come back, it is Movie Monday. Keep it right here for some sweet tunes on LTN Radio, and we'll be back in a few. Stick around. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's term is Sonic Screwdriver. This item is found in the world of Doctor Who. In fact, the Sonic Screwdriver has been in the hands of our beloved hero for nearly every incarnation the Doctor has held. For those unfamiliar with the nearly six-decade-old Time Lord-focused TV series, early on in the show, back in the first year, Sonic Drive-Ins were celebrating their 10th anniversary by hyping their multitude of drink options, something they're still famous for today. In a promotional product placement, the Doctor would pop off into a pocket dimension where Sonic's drink craze also included some adult beverages. It became his go-to gimmick every time a crisis arose that needed some extra thinking power. The promotion was so popular that it has continued to this very day. Every time the doctor is in a jam, the doctor puts his or her hand in the inner jacket pocket where the pocket dimension is kept, using the Time Lord bigger on the inside technology to retrieve his trusty sonic screwdriver to calm his nerves. For the record, part of Sonic's secret menu is the Sonic Screwdriver, though it only consists of orange juice and Sprite. No vodka is available in our dimension, but why not pop by your local Sonic and order one anyway? Enjoy! Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. back to the Back Row Morning Show here on LTN Radio. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. And before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Hit us. Okay, so my random facts today are about authors, since we are having oh, okay. Sarah author Brooks, coming on. local author, coming on. Um, number one, Jane Austen almost died at the age of seven when she and her sister became sick with diphtheria. Thankfully, Jane's mother saved both their lives with an herbal remedy. Uh, was it essential oils? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> um, Lavender, a little turmeric. Yep. <laughs> this one, you might find this one interesting. DC Comics didn't invent the nickname Gotham City. Believe it or not, Rip Van Winkle author... Washington Irving first used the term to describe New York City in an 1807 periodical. Irving apparently stole the nickname from a village in Nottinghamshire, England. I did not know that. <laughs> did you have to have a British accent? <laughs> when you said that? I felt like I did. <laughs> I felt like it was appropriate. Pip pip. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, both C.S. Lewis and Aldous Huxley 
died on the same day, November 22nd, 1963, which is also the same day JFK was assassinated. That's a sad one. I know. There's a lot of death in that one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Another sad one? No. (laughs) I don't know what that word's supposed to be because I typed it and my phone auto-corrected and it wasn't what it ham sandwich yeah right (laughs) (laughs) author rudyard rudyard kipling i'm sure i'm not saying that right his book kim literally saved a french soldier's life when he was shot but the bullet struck his copy of the book which was which he was holding in the breastplate the book stopped the bullet a mere 20 pages from his heart (laughs) 20 pages i like that measurement wow (laughs) right And lastly, I really like this one. Edgar Allan Poe considered having an owl or even a parrot, quote, nevermore in his famous poem, The Raven. Thankfully, he eventually decided the raven was infinitely more in keeping with the intended tone of the poem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My favorite interpretation of the raven is actually the Simpsons when they did it in the Treehouse of Horror. Really? They did it fantastic. They had James Earl Jones reading the story. I do remember that. So good. Yep. So good. But, you know, I mean, could you imagine having the Baltimore Parrots as a football team? I'm really grateful that he went with the Ravens. Personally, from a personal standpoint, I'm grateful. (laughs) Quote the toucan, eat Fruit Loops. (laughs) Good facts. Except for the death one. That was sad, but whatever. All right. It is Movie Monday. Mo and I both are going to share with you a movie we recommend you seeing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. We may fight about it. Who knows? Probably. (laughs) Uh, Neither of us know which movie (laughs) we're going to recommend. You should probably consider this a blanket spoiler alert. Yes. Spoil. So I think you went first last time. So I'm going to go first this time. Fine. Whatever. Uh, This is another. You're such a gentleman. We can't. Look, you're kicking me out of the whole next segment of the show. And? So let me take a little bit of the spotlight. Fine. Here. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Go. Um, so again, this is, this comes, this recommendation comes from us rushing to watch every movie we had seen that we wanted to watch on Netflix before we canceled it. Okay. Uh, and so this one surprised us. Uh, Deidre and I actually watched this when we were on our trip a couple months ago because we were at a hotel that let you like sign into your yeah. Netflix and stuff. It was really neat. So we signed in and uh, we saw this preview. We're looking for some sort of goofy comedy. And apparently, you know, a lot of actors have done like little deals with Netflix to make a certain number of films for them. Like Adam Sandler, I think was one of the first to do that. Marlon Wayans. Okay. From Sean and Marlon. Mm -hmm. Well, from the whole Wayans brothers, but Sean and Marlon were the Wayans brothers on the TV show. Wayans brothers, scary movie, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you watch scary movie? Uh I'm sure you did. Of course. (laughs) But Marlon Wayans apparently has a deal like this and every other movie that I've seen on there, that's his looks awful. But this one looked fun, and it's called Naked. It is of a... Of course you and Deidre watched this while the two of you were on your... <laughs> it is a... It's, it's one of those Groundhog Day type movies. Okay. Except it's only an hour's worth of time. Okay. It's his wedding day. He wakes up naked in an elevator that is stuck in his hotel as the doors are being Uh, ripped open open with a whole crowd of people waiting to get in the elevator great so that's how it starts 
and he has to try and make it to his wedding. The first few times he doesn't make it, then he does make it, but then things are going wrong. And so every time he resets back at this, uh, something happens and makes him reset back in this hour ago in the elevator naked. And, uh, it was very funny. Yeah. You know, they didn't do, they didn't go anywhere near trying to explain why it was happening or anything like that. It was just kind of one of those early 90s, maybe late 80s movies where, look, look, something weird's happening and we're going to have fun with it. Enjoy it. That's kind of the, the feel you got. And eventually it resolves, of course. But uh, it was really funny. It was surprisingly funny. Okay. For. Marlon Wayans, who is funny, but I usually only enjoy Marlon Wayans when he's playing off of Sean together. That's fair. Because they, they make a good yeah. comedy duo. It's hard to have just one or the other, in my opinion, and things that I've seen. But That's this fair. was a good movie. So Naked yeah. with Marlon Wayans. Uh, it's PG-ish. Okay. PG-13. But uh, Deidre and I were surprised at how little like swearing or anything there was in it given that it was a netflix movie that has no limits or rating system that they have to follow uh so it was good it was right okay i don't even think you see his full butt at any point which they usually do in comedies when that happens so yeah i recommend it it's funny stuff cool uh so i am piggybacking off of our discussion from last week okay i don't remember what you well it it's not necessarily the movie discussion. I don't remember how we got on the topic. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just know that we talked about it. Uh, I did say last week that, you know, for the month of October, my family and I watched mm. scary movies. Spoopy movies. Yep. And so that's probably what most of my recommendations are going to be until November. <laughs> for this month, yeah. Okay, guys. All right. Sorry. Um, but we watched <clears throat> Hubie Halloween, which is Adam Sandler's Halloween movie on Netflix. Is that new, like brand new uh-huh. for this year? Okay. I've been seeing like a couple of weird memes or whatever. And I'm like, Hubie, what the heck uh-huh. is Hubie Halloween? Hubie. Like yeah. Hubert? Yeah. Hubie Halloween. Um, it, one, it's Adam Sandler. Which uh, for you is definitely a plus. Check mark. It has all, uh, well, I shouldn't say all, but it has most of the actors that he is always the acting typical, with. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, in it so it just makes it's obviously a really good funny comedy movie obviously is a strong word but okay uh okay sorry <laughs> I think when it comes to adam sandler movies they're they're either strong or just garbage i mean in my that's opinion. fair maya rudolph is in it oh really you don't like i maya cannot rudolph? stand maya rudolph oh okay <laughs> um I think not she's... enough not enough that i wouldn't watch the movie but Enough that if she was the main character, I wouldn't watch the movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, there are quite a few kids' roles in this movie, kids' teenage roles. And the kids that are in it are all from Lab Rats. The Disney show, Lab Rats. All of them? Most of them? Almost most of them. That's all, yeah. weird. I know. So as we're watching and we're seeing the characters, we're like, hey... Because my kids watch Lab Rats. Hey, know we know who that is and who that is. And and so, of course, I pull up the cast of the movie and I'm like, all these kids were in Lab Rats. <laughs> what is the connection here? Um, Just got off the wrong bus to work. And I'm like, well, we'll be in this movie today, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so it is PG-13. Okay. Um, Mila did not watch it with us 
because I never know how scary a Halloween movie is going to be. When it's, you know? Yeah, when it's yeah. new like that. Yeah, exactly. So she did not watch it with us. The boys watched it with us. There were definitely, it was heavy on the innuendos, heavy mm. on some of the inappropriateness to where I was like, seriously, this is frustrating. But overall, as a movie, it was a really good, had a really good story. Mostly it's about a mother's love for her son. Okay, okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> there, uh, did you watch Uncut Gems? I recommended no. that. Just check it out. Yeah. Um, there we is did a, watch, what was the other one that you said something about? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Whatever the other one was, <laughs> okay. we did watch that one. There is a movie coming out, which I'm going to recommend both of us watch. Oh, no. Okay. And kind of review as a main topic, maybe next week, okay. if you're able. Okay. It's actually out now. It's called Faith Based. Okay. And it is a, I don't believe it's a Christian company making it. I don't believe it's a Christian film, quote unquote. It is a movie about two guys trying to make a Christian film to make money. Okay. And it's supposed to kind of be lambasting it based on the reviews that I see, though. It's it's more taking pot shots at people who are taking abuse of the industry, the Christian movie industry, for that purpose. Okay. While not so much abusing Christianity or, or believers in general. I would like to put that review to the test and sure. see. So. Sure. Uh, we're going to, we're going to be, I'm sure some of y'all have probably seen that around. We're going to, we're going to try and get that watched and, uh, talk about it. Cool. Uh, looks pretty funny, honestly. It really does. But there, Margaret Cho is in it. A few other people that I recognized, but Margaret Cho has a line. She's one of the producers. <clears throat> one of the, the key lines I think that explains the whole premise of the show is this. She, she's talking with the two guys wanting to make a film and the guys ask, why do Christian movies have to be so bad? And she says, they don't have to be bad. They just don't have to be good. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I really want to watch this. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so, yeah. So look out for that sometime okay. soon. <clears throat> uh, all right. We're going to play a quick round of who said it. So the first time we did Joe Lostein or Fortune Cookie. Last week we did uh, Donald Trump or Joe Exotic. Yep. <laughs> Today we're going to play a round of Justin Bieber or Angelica Pickles from Rugrats. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. This one's going to be fun. All right. I love Angelica. <laughs> it's a, that was a good show. I loved Rugrats. I want, you know, I want to watch it now. We have like the show. We bought the, I bought the DVDs a long, long time ago. I have the show, and neither of my boys ever want to give it a shot. Really? Like, Come on! Just quintessential viewing. Man. All right. First I quote. Could totally be Chucky and Tommy for Halloween. Right? Yeah. First quote. I don't have to listen to anything you have to say. Okay. Justin Bieber or Angelica Pickles. Angelica Pickles. Wrong. What? Justin Bieber said this at his deposition. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number two. Bummer. I don't like you. Justin Bieber or Angelica Pickles. But see, I feel like Angelica has said all of these things. <laughs> Maybe not in the That's exact Angelica. phrase. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Justin Bieber said this while being filmed holding up traffic in 2012. <laughs> Give me one good reason why I should do what you say. 
Justin Bieber or Angelica Pickles? Angelica. <laughs> Correct. Yay. She said this to Phil and Lil. Or no, she said this to Lil when Lil was pretending to be Angelica. Okay. No parents, no rules, no one can stop me. Bieber or Angelica Pickles? See, I just want to keep with Angelica. <laughs> I'm, I am. It's Angelica. Wrong. So- Justin said this when he was describing his ideal world. (laughs) Really? I'm assuming when he was younger. Wow. (laughs) All right, number five. A vacation is when you get to do exactly what you want all the time. Okay, that was Angelica. Correct. It says technically she said vacation, but you get the idea. (laughs) A vacation is when you get to do whatever you want all the time. Aw. Look. (laughs) Look, I get what you're doing. But nobody talks to me like that. Justin Bieber or Angelica Pickles? <laughs> Even I don't like me right now. <laughs> all I can do is see Angelica saying all of these things. Look, I get what you're doing. I can, yep. Uh, Angelica. Correct. (laughs) Doesn't say when she said that, but yes, it was her. Number seven. Sometimes I wish I could be you just so I could be friends with me. Oh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say that's Bieber. Wrong. Really? Classic Angelica, it says. Okay. All right. Number eight. I'm special, and let's face it, I'm definitely talented. Justin Bieber or Angelica Pickles? (laughs) Angelica. Correct. Good job. Mom is awful at cooking. She's awful. Awful, awful. Justin Bieber, Angelica Pickles. I'm going with Justin. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. When I want something, I just have to ask my mom. Justin Bieber or Angelica Pickles? Justin. Correct. Oh, my gosh. He said this on Sirius Radio's Morning Mashup. Of course. (laughs) Of course he did. (laughs) Uh, Good job. Hey, I think I got most of them. One, two, three, four. No. Four, five, six. Yeah, six out of ten. Hey. Good job. That's Winner, winner. Passing. Chicken dinner. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, I mean, it's still... Still not not really good, but <laughs> whatever. Six, uh, I think six, isn't sixty a D? Isn't it fifty nine or lower than F? Maybe I know like a D minus. Listen, when we were in school, a seventy was a D. Mm-mm. That don't make no sense because they were in tens. So ninety to one hundred was A's, eighty to eighty nine was B, seventy to seventy nine was C. Okay, our grading scale was not like that. No? No. Oh. Chris and I were both talking about this. Maybe that's why New Mexico is like 49th in education. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We were both talking about this earlier because Cannon got a 65 on a test this past week. And he was like, yes, I didn't fail. And we're like, 65 is failing, kid. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, it's a D. It's a D plus. And I was like, the crap it is it's not a d plus well, it's not a d plus what are you talking a d. about <laughs> d plus but, would be 69 i right. believe but sure enough it is a d wow. and growing yeah. up chris and i were both like 
Wasn't a 65 an F? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. No, yeah, okay. I might be only here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I remember that. Okay. That's funny. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break here. And when we come back, Mo has a special interview with our guest, Sarah E. Brooks, talking about her book for children with special needs, The Wonderful Way You Are. You're going to love her. Stick around. I'm now going to read aloud your submitted medical conditions. When you hear yours read, please raise your hand to indicate that it is real. If you do not raise your hand, it will not be covered. Leprosy, flesh-eating bacteria, hot dog fingers, government-created killer nanorobot infection. Who wrote this, this hysterical one? Anal fissures. That's a real thing. Yeah, but no one here has it. Someone has it. In the third episode of the first season of The Office, we see Dwight Schrute get put in charge of picking the new health care plan for the branch. Michael Scott doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to upset everybody because this new health care plan has to be less expensive. And so Dwight cuts costs, bare bones, and nobody's happy. So in order to appease the people that are upset that he works with, he decides to allow them to instead submit a form that lists all of their maladies. Being called out as the invasion of privacy that is, Dwight says, okay, well, don't put your name on it. And so the hilarity begins as everyone decides to mess with him instead. However, eventually Dwight catches on and demands that everybody raise their hand if they are actually suffering from this malady. And of course, eventually one of these actually happened to be real. And it makes the person who's suffering from it very uncomfortable. Of course, all of us are private when it comes to the things that we struggle with especially those things that are hindering our spiritual walk with Christ. Hurts, habits, and hang-ups that have crept in over our lives over the course of years that we have no idea how to handle but are too embarrassed to actually share. James 5.16 tells us, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Prayer is powerful, but specifically the prayer of our brothers and sisters in Christ who are praying over us for our struggles and for our freedom and healing from this, that is where that healing begins. That is why this kind of prayer is so important, though I admit that it would be embarrassing, especially if you've done a good job at hiding your sins. It might come as a big surprise to the people around you when you start talking like this. All right, I have some news for you. There is a big surprise. And here it is. Here we go. And the big surprise is drum roll look i understand it's uncomfortable the truth is if it was easy god probably wouldn't have had to tell us to do it the problem is our refusal to let down our guards and take off our masks is ruining our church culture we are not the family that we're supposed to be and we are not finding the healing that God has promised because we refuse to do our part. Fight that urge to stay silent. Because frankly, it's an epidemic. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Mo, and I've got a special guest joining me today. A huge welcome to author Sarah Brooks. How are you, Sarah? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm excited to have you. Um, 
Sarah and I, actually, we go to church together. She was in um, the Bible study that I was a part of last year. We were both on the leadership team, I guess is what you'll call it. Um, so I got to serve alongside her last year and just learn a little bit more about her and her precious sweet family. And I'm not going to give away a whole lot because I want for Sarah to be able to do that. But um, she truly is just one of a kind. You're not going to meet anybody as as better, as sweet, as kind as Sarah. And that's not just coming from me. That's coming from a lot of people who we know in common when you ask anybody, you know, tell me something about Sarah. She's so kind. And you really are <laughs> well, just so you. kind. I appreciate so that. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself if you want to just tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure thing. Um, my name is Sarah Brooks. I am a mom of four and I'm a third generation pastor's wife and jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> Chris says that about himself all the time. Yes. That is exactly how yeah. he describes himself. So yeah, maybe that's why I like you so maybe, much. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I just, there's a lot of things that I enjoy doing. I have a really hard time sticking to just one thing, but yeah, I've got four kids that takes up the majority of my time. But and you've stuck with that so far. I have so far so good. <laughs> I'm going on about 11 years. Is that how old my kid is? I'm trying to think 11 or 10. No, he's 11 now. So 11 <laughs> years. Yeah. I've, I've kept them alive so far. So that is an accomplishment considering I have three boys out yes. of the mix. And everybody knows large groups of boys can be very, very dangerous. Yes. Very dangerous together. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't get any better the older that they get. No, they just they just come up with um, more dangerous ideas. Exactly. And, mm-hmm, we yeah. had three trips to the ER last uh, last fall, so we're hoping to not break that record this fall. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, when you have boys, you just have to make mm-hmm. sure you Lots have of really stitches. good health insurance yes. or a good, you know, savings fund. Yes, just- <laughs> I, I invested on like some of these little zip stitch things you can buy on Amazon that are like surgical stitches. You can just pay, um, pay kind of like stick on like a band-aid and zip yep. them close. Uh-huh. I'm like, that'll save us on at least one ER copay. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> yep. And I remember at the beginning of the year when COVID first hit and, you know, hospitals were overran and nobody really wanted to go to the hospital. There was a post that you had made about, mm-hmm. we're not doing anything crazy, anything out of the ordinary because I'm not taking anybody to the exactly. hospital. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That hasn't changed. We're still we're still adopting that policy. That's fair. That's fair. I am actually with you there. <laughs> um, so you did say that you were a jack of all trades, master of none. So tell me some of the things that you are a jack of. Okay. Well, I decided that I would record music during that time. About five years ago, I think, I did my first instrumental piano album, and it has gotten 1.7 million streams on Spotify, which is crazy to me, super exciting. So I do a lot of like instrumental piano albums. I write, I've been writing for probably about 10 years or so, started out as a mommy blog back, you know, a decade ago, everybody had a mommy blog, so that's what I did. Um, And then I've written some devotional things, and then this, just last week, I put out my very first children's book. It's amazing. It's so, pretty fun. Yep. So that's the reason that we've asked Sarah on the show um, is because of that book. I I always love it when I can bring friends in on the show and just kind of, you know, kick Matt out of the studio for a little <laughs> while and take over. Um, but I don't have many friends that are willing. But Sarah, as she said, she has um, embarked on this huge journey in life, something that I, I'm pretty sure she's been planning for a long time, but it's finally just come to fruition. Um, and so now I get to have her here and I'm going to allow her to tell us all about the book. Sure. Well, I appreciate you having me here. I don't take for granted the opportunity just to talk to people about 
the story and kind of the journey that brought us to this story. The book's called The Wonderful Way You Are. And I don't guess I mentioned it so far, but I do have four kids and my youngest of those four has special needs. She was born, um, we didn't know there was anything wrong. We She had a larger head than normal, but all of my babies had big heads. So I just figured it was another one of my big headed babies and we would just <laughs> kind of go on with life. Right. But when she was about five months old, the doctor's like, uh, this is a little too big, too fast. And so that led us to getting some testing done, which led to hydrocephalus, which eventually led to genetic testing, which eventually led to a diagnosis of Gorlin syndrome. Mm. So I'd never heard of that before. (laughs) And most people have never heard of that before. But for her, you have... um, you know, millions and millions of these little genetic pairings. And she has one single letter that it's out of place. And that caused this whole kind of like snowball effect of physical problems for her. Um, So as a mom raising a child with difference, you want to keep them safe. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know with your own kids, Mo, like you want to keep your kids safe. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you send them out to the world and you kind of like push them out of that safe bubble. So as Elizabeth was getting ready to go to a developmental preschool, I started having those kind of like mom worries of what if somebody says something to her about being different? Mm -hmm. Um, Because like I said, when she was a baby, she had a big head. And as a toddler and as a preschooler, her head is looking a little bit more proportional, but it's still rather large. Um, That syndrome that I mentioned means that she has to have sun protective clothing anytime she goes out and plays. And so when she goes out for recess, she has to wear a sun hat, sunscreen. She has to make sure her skin is covered. And your typical four or five-year-old kid doesn't have to do that. Right. And so I wanted to reassure her that it is okay to be different, Mm -hmm. that different's not bad different is different and it's okay. And it's good that we're not exactly like everybody else. And the main heart of the book is a mother's heart for her child. Just that reminder that you are deeply loved the wonderful way you are and that you don't have to fit in mm-hmm. to be, to be wonderful, you know, cause I think when I was coming up with a title, I, I wrestled with the wonderful way you are because having a genetic syndrome that leads to skin cancer that's not wonderful. Like that stinks. And if I could go and change that for her, I would, Mm -hmm. but she herself is wonderful. Like she's, she cracks me up. She's sassy. (laughs) She will boss those brothers around like nobody's business. She is 100% girl all the way through and through and unicorns and sparkles and baby dolls. Like she loves all of those things. And there are so many wonderful things about her, but she has challenges Mm -hmm. that your typical kid doesn't have. And so I wanted this book to also be a safe place for kids to have conversations with their parents about what it feels like when maybe you can't do what other kids are doing, Mm -hmm. or maybe something's hard for you that comes easily for other people. So one cool thing that I was able to do is actually put real kids in the book. So there are families that I've known at church and Mo knows some of them too, you know, that their kids have special needs. So I sent my illustrator their picture and I said, can you please put them in this book? And she did. And it's so fun for them to be able to see themselves on the page. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a fun, fun adventure. It I've has. really enjoyed it. I have enjoyed sitting back and just watching the whole thing unfold. It's been, I, I almost feel, well, I do feel very much attached to it in a huge way. Um, not just because, 
you know, we've served together and we go to church together, not just because I get to be Elizabeth's Sunday school teacher this year, um, but because as a mom, these conversations, these things are difficult to navigate right. through. How do we have an honest, open conversation with our kids? And as a mom of kids without special needs, right. how do I go about having an honest, open conversation right. with my children, you know, where I don't necessarily understand the struggles. Exactly. I don't have a firsthand knowledge of what you go through, right? you know, or what Elizabeth goes through. And so being able to just have this book and being able to have you as a part of our life, Elizabeth as a part of our life, and, you know, our friends who are also in the book. Um, I'll give a shout out to Maddie and, uh-huh. and Micah. Um, having them as a part of our life, it's one of those things that I don't want anybody to ever take for granted. I right. don't want for anyone to ever feel uncertain of how to approach certain conversations and don't take these families for granted who look differently than yours because they are teaching your children in a much bigger way than what we could on our own. Right. And I think it's important to say that don't feel like you have to silence your kids' questions because kids are naturally curious. Mm -hmm. And if they see somebody who looks differently or maybe is behaving differently, or maybe they have a classmate with autism or some other type of neurological thing that they are different. Don't feel like you have to go, like, don't, don't mention it. Mm -hmm. There may be sometimes that you might want to say, Hey, let's talk about that in just a second. Like when we get in the car, I'd love to have a conversation about that with you, but don't feel like you need to silence their questions because then that kind of creates this like almost like shame around it. Like that's something shameful we don't talk about when that's not the case. I think it's good to teach our kids that um, kids with special needs are kids. First Mm -hmm. of all, they have the same needs that you do as a kid. They need friends. They want somebody to play with them. They like to play video games. You know, they like to watch movies. They might have to do things slightly differently than you do, Mm -hmm. but deep down they're kids. Right. And so like, I think it's been good for my boys having a, a sibling with special needs because it makes them more aware of how other kids might feel in a situation. Mm -hmm. Because there have been times with my boys that they've come home, so-and-so did such-and-such in class today. And that was, like, really weird. Like, whoa, that's so weird. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a little bit different. But what if it was your sister in that class? What if your sister did something different? How would you want the kids in your class to treat your sister? Mm -hmm. And so I think it it gives them an opportunity to learn kind of some empathy Mm -hmm. for, you know, how do you relate to kids who are different? But yeah, I think, I think the heart of it is it's okay to acknowledge that yes, there are differences. You also need to affirm and remind them that kids are kids and kids need friends, especially special needs kids who might automatically feel like an outsider. If you take the time to like invite them into your circle, that means the world to them. And I was so blessed. I mean, I was so nervous when Elizabeth started to go to school because I was like, ah, how are they going to treat her? But she had a little girl in her class who just was her friend. And Elizabeth came home and would talk about her all the time. My friend, da, 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 da. And like when we went on a field trip, I went along with her to help her because she sometimes needs a little help getting places. Um, Her bounce isn't always super great. Uh, But her little friend was there holding her hand and walking slowly with her out on this field trip. And so that just reminded me that not every kid's going to make fun of her. You know, there are sweet kids out there and there are parents who are raising kids to be aware 
and to be kind. And yeah. I think that'd be the biggest thing. Just be kind. Just Absolutely. be kind. Yeah. And that can go a long, long way. Yeah. I have another slight connection to Elizabeth and the fact that um, and Matt and I have talked about this on the show a few times, but working as an EA this year, I actually get to work alongside my lead teacher this year is Elizabeth's preschool teacher from last year. Mm -hmm. And so when my lead teacher and I realized that we had that connection, I hear stories almost every day now about Elizabeth from last year during preschool. And just the other day she was talking about how Elizabeth had a tumble one day out on the playground and she and her EA at the time were freaking out. They were so terrified, so right. worried, right. you know, and immediately called you and you were just, yeah, that's what happens. Right. She falls, <laughs> she falls down sometimes and she'll get back up again. Yeah. And just and get an ice pack and a bandaid and we'll, we'll go back exactly. about our business. Exactly. But. And I, as my teacher and I were sitting there talking, I was like, you know, that's just one more reason that yes, she has a difference. But she is a child. Right. She is the same. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I would have handled it with any of my three. Okay, they fell. Are they bleeding? <laughs> Do they need stitches? Right. No, they're fine. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. and in okay. that way, Elizabeth is very much just a child. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, she faces challenges. She goes to PT and OT and speech. We've had therapy since she was five months old and yeah. she is four. Um, so... <laughs> I was joking when she was having early intervention therapy. I saw her therapist way more than I saw my friends. Like <laughs> I cried when she left early intervention because these are the people who had been coming to my house for three years. Right. And then I wasn't going to see them anymore, even though they were here to work with my daughter. I was like, oh, adults. And <laughs> I'm not going to see you anymore. And, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are your, if I had to ask you this one question, what would your answer be? What are your hopes for this book? My hopes are that special needs families can read this book and be reminded that they're not alone and that they are deeply loved. Yeah. You know, I want every child to be able to open a page of a book and see someone who looks like them. So like this book, I was pretty explicit with my illustrator. I said, I want a lot of diversity. I want like diverse ethnicities. I want diverse abilities. I want, I don't want it to be like a woe is me. I have special needs kind of book. Like it's not. So in all the pages, the kids are just living their ordinary life. Like there are kids playing football. There are kids in a ballet class. There are kids at a football game. There's kids in a classroom. Mm -hmm. So like the highlight isn't the disability. Right. Like it's a book of kids with disabilities, but it's not like this is disability and look, oh, how sad it is that, you know, no, like they're kids and there's kids without any problems and there's kids with varying levels of challenges. So I just really wanted it to be something that a family can look at and, um, just walk away knowing that it's okay to be different and they're going to be supported by those who love them. Yeah. And Sarah took that diversity to such a level that she cut my own child <laughs> out of being a part of this. I'm book. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sure. Um, Mo's son was in one of the uh, photos that I sent to my illustrator of one of the kids in the book. And uh, I'm sorry. I didn't make the cut. <laughs> As soon as I was looking through some of the pictures when the Kickstarter campaign uh -huh. went out and um, started looking through some of the pictures, I was like, I know that kid. Wait a minute. That was my kid that was pushing the wheelchair. Yeah. Your kid is now Hispanic. Yes. So I didn't know if you knew that or not. Yes. So, um, but honestly, when Topher saw it, even he was like, hey, 
is that supposed to be Micah, which is our uh-huh. friend who, you know, he um, has CP uh-huh. and he is wheelchair bound for now. Um, and so during Upward a couple years ago, Topher was actually his pusher in football. Um, and Micah loves football. Oh, it yeah. is his favorite sport, hands down, just like Sarah was saying earlier, you know, children with differences, children with challenges, they still like the same things that right. our kids enjoy doing. Micah's very much a video gamer and loves football. So watching him out on that football field was just one of the best things that I've ever seen. And then seeing it in the book was like, this is brilliant. Yeah, this- no, it was awesome because they just tied the flag football flags to his wheelchair. Yep. And then <laughs> yep. they just pushed him down the field and, you know, they'd give him the ball and they'd run him in this wheelchair. And, yep. you know, it was fun. It was fun to watch. They yeah. all had a good time. It was really neat really a really neat experience um i realized that and you said that you're fourth generation pastor's wife third generation third generation Mm -hmm. well i'm speaking it over elizabeth now (laughs) um third generation pastor's wife the book isn't necessarily faith-based correct but there is a little bit of tie in there right and if you think about the title the wonderful way you are that really goes back to psalm 139 mm-hmm. that i'm fearfully and wonderfully made so i wanted to make it to where it could appeal to the largest group of people partly for a business perspective because books are very expensive to make and the special needs population is a small group and to go exclusively Christian special needs would be an even narrower group. Right. And I wanted this book to be a blessing to people regardless of their faith background. But as a Christian and as a, you know, Christian mama, I feel like, you know, their worth comes because that's the way God made them. Mm -hmm. You know, not that God makes mistakes. Not that I think that God gave my child this cancer causing syndrome. No, he allowed it to take place. And because he allowed it, I can trust that he's going to do good things Mm -hmm. through it. Not that the situation itself is good. It's, it's kind of (laughs) poopy to use Christian slang. It's poopy, (laughs) but I totally and wholeheartedly believe that Elizabeth will be able to accomplish absolutely everything that God put her on this earth to do Absolutely, and that she's going to make a huge difference. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how God can use even a challenging situation to bring about good. Because I love that verse in the Bible that it doesn't say that all things are good and he works them together. No, he says he works all things together for our good, you know, for those who love him and who are called according to his good purpose. So I love that God is our redeemer and he can redeem those awful things that I think our enemy intends to use as a wedge to like separate us from God, to make us really bitter. And you'll see that in in families who have a child with challenges. Um, And it's understandable. It's Mm -hmm. understandable because it's a, it's a grief in a lot of ways because it's not the life you expected. Absolutely. And it's hard as a parent to see your child suffer. Um, And when Elizabeth was going through all her stuff, initially, the thing that God reminded me is that he understands what it's like to be a parent of a child who suffers, Mm. you know, and that he's there. He's very present in the midst of our suffering. So like, Yes, if Elizabeth wouldn't have had any challenges, our life might have been easier. Her life might have been easier in some ways, but we would have missed out on seeing how God really does draw near to the brokenhearted and how he really does provide for our needs. Because like (laughs) she had two brain surgeries before her first birthday. We were able to pay all of her medical bills 
And like, that's a big deal. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, the fact that God has provided for us financially and mm-hmm. that she's gotten the therapy that she needs and she's been able to see the doctors that she needs, like that's huge. And those are things that we would have missed out on seeing had we not faced some of these obstacles mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. So coming from a teacher perspective, an EA perspective, if you will, um, I think that's one of the things that I, I shouldn't say I love most about the book because it's definitely not what I love most about it, but it is, it was a very wise decision on your part because in the school district, we can bring that book into our classroom now and share it with our students. Right. You know, I have a group of first and second graders who are absolutely going to be hearing this book at least once throughout (laughs) the year, if not a few more times, but it's so important, especially at the elementary level, right? You know, it's going to be a good reminder for middle schoolers, high schoolers for sure. Even adults right. need the reminder, <laughs> but it's so important at that elementary level to really instill an understanding and empathy for students who are in their classroom who right. are going to look like these kids that they see in this book. Right, and they may see them at the grocery store, right. or they might see them, like you said, in the classroom, or as an adult, they might have somebody in their workplace who is like this. And so, like, even though the book was written for special needs kids. It's not just for special needs kids. Because I think the more that kids can see kids with difference, it makes it more normal mm-hmm. for them. And so then you're ne- less likely to be like, whoa, that kid doesn't have an arm. Because, you know, you've seen kids without arms in a book. So right. like, it's not like a shocking thing. So I wanted that too, just to kind of make it a little bit more normal for them to see somebody with difference. And it's easier to ask those kind of questions um, when you're reading a book than maybe at the grocery store because you could have had that conversation before. And one thing I did do with this book, um, I did a free activity guide that people can download. And it says like on page seven, this condition is cerebral palsy. And here's some information about what that condition is. So that way, as you're reading it with a classroom or you're reading it with your own kid, you can answer questions that they might have because you might look at a page and go, I don't know anything about that. Right. But you can turn and kind of get some extra information. Yeah. I think you being able to do that, take it to that next level was just super exciting because not only from a parent, but from a teacher perspective, Mm -hmm. it's just going to be able to lead so many conversations in the correct manner, right? um, in more of an educational manner and not from a place of ignorance, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. And my sister taught kindergarten for almost 10 years. And so I'm like, can you tell me, you know, even like with common core standards, like what are some ways that we can make resources to make it easier for teachers to use this in their classroom? So we've got word searches, we've got kind of like a little writing, drawing thing um, that kids can use for that too. That's awesome. Because I wanted it to be a good resource for, for parents and teachers. Yeah. So how can we get the book? You can go to thewonderfulwayyouare.com. You can find some information on the book there. Um, It's on Amazon. So if you search for thewonderfulwayyouare.com by Sarah Elizabeth Brooks, you can find it on Amazon or on my website. So if you want an autographed copy, I've got some copies I'm signing and sending out. But yeah, thewonderfulwayyouare.com. And just to close it all out, tie it all with a bow, is there anything that we can do to support this project or any future projects that you have 
what is going on in the life of <laughs> author Sarah Brooks? <laughs> Honestly, the most helpful thing you can do would be to share about it with a friend. Um, I'm doing this independently. I took it to a traditional publisher. They were interested in it, but they told me this is too small of a market for mm-hmm. us to, to invest in, which is understandable. That's not a bad thing on their part. They're a business. And, you know, the special needs community is not as big as you know the larger children's book world um so the best thing you could do honestly would be to if you enjoy the book leave a review on amazon talk about it with a friend have a conversation with your kid um that really and pray (laughs) pray that it gets in the right hands and that it would be a blessing for for these families absolutely and christmas is right around the corner so i mean it would make a great christmas gift absolutely i feel like we (laughs) all know somebody who could benefit not necessarily somebody with a child of difference or um, somebody who is in the special needs realm, but even a family of little kids. Absolutely. It's going to make a good book for them to add to their bookshelf and just a good nighttime read. Yeah. And my illustrator did such a phenomenal job with the pictures. Like the colors are really bright and vivid. She did a really, really, really great job. Mm -hmm. So I feel like her her work is even more impressive. When you have picture books, the pictures matter so, so much. So I was really proud of the job that she did. That is very true. Mm -hmm. That is very true. Yes. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you. You are very welcome. Thanks for for having me. Absolutely. You just have to do more stuff so that I can kick Matt out of the studio again. (laughs) And we can do this all over again. It's a deal. We'll do it. (laughs) When we come back, we've got our Twitter poll and maybe some other things. So stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. Oh, but but first, (laughs) with Election Day... But first. Oh, but first, with election day, just two days, two weeks, sorry, two weeks away. <laughs> it feels like it's two days. Can it just be two days? Can we like, push I would like it to be. Deidre came home the other day and I was listening to uh, some political guy talking. It was lunch. She saw, she saw it on my phone. I had my earbud in. She saw it on my phone playing. She saw, you know. I think I understand why you're kind of crabby every time I come home from work. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it'll get better once the world ends. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But with Election Day two weeks away, we took to Twitter and asked our listeners, are you planning to vote in this year's election? All right. So I gave two or I gave four options. Okay. I gave yes, no, I already have, and multiple times. It's <laughs> not how it works, guys. What do you think Can't the top answer was? Vote multiple times, people. Uh, already have. No. Really? No. Yes. But yes was the top answer. Okay. Yes was 
75.5%. I already have was second, but it was down at 10.2%. Oh, wow. So not a lot I have already. Uh, multiple times was at 8.2. And no was 6.1. Wow. <laughs> okay. So the good, good news is... The majority our of listeners our listeners are, are going to vote. Absolutely. Are going to vote or already have. 85%. Yeah. And almost 86%. You know, another good thing is that a good portion of our listeners have a sense of humor. And <laughs> said multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, we'll count those as yeses. <laughs> <laughs> if we can count them each as two yeses, then we're over 100%. Hey. <laughs> That works. <laughs> so I do have to point out one more thing before we go, Mo. Oh, what? Uh, so in my lead up to your segment, your interview with yeah. Sarah, uh-huh. I, 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 I called her Sarah E. Brooks. Yes, you did. And I did that for a specific reason, and I don't think it came up in the interview, did no, it? No, it didn't. Okay. So... When we were, when you first brought up the idea of this guest to me, I was seeking out the book to look at it, and I went to Amazon and I typed in Sarah Brooks the way you presented it to me. Okay. Uh, her book did not come up because there is another author named Sarah Brooks that has produced like fifty raunchy romance novels. Oh wow. <laughs> All these covers of shirtless men and cleavaged ladies all over the place. Okay. I'm like, I really hope this isn't the same author. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. But it's not. It is not. When you look up Sarah E. Brooks, (laughs) that's when it'll bring up. Well, and Sarah is very careful when introducing herself. She did it. In our interview, she I've heard her do it multiple times. When she, when she introduces herself, she is very careful to say Sarah Elizabeth Brooks. Okay, so see that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that is that is that might be why. That I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing it probably is. <laughs> so anyway, if you enjoyed that interview, which I hope you did, uh, and you want to check out that book, which uh, honestly sounds like a fantastic. I mean, both both fun book, but also a fantastic resource yeah. for. Um, families that have a child that struggles with a disability or mm-hmm. maybe not struggles isn't the right word, but, but, you know, might feel alone or might feel cast aside mm-hmm. or lesser than or anything mm-hmm. like that. This would be a great resource for that. Mm-hmm. So look up Sarah Elizabeth Brooks. And in fact, in fact, I do think it is under Sarah Elizabeth Brooks yeah. on Amazon, uh, but Sarah E. Brooks will get you there too. But yeah, uh, the wonderful way you are. Yes. Uh, fantastic, fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Check it out. All right, Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Verse for the day is Psalm 139, 1 through 2. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit still and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. Uh, that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com and that gives LTN a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no extra cost to you. Hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials at 
at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, the Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, find the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review, something along the lines of uh, it's fine. <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. Hey, you know what? Don't forget, you are wonderfully made. <laughs> and remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.